Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Bold Perceptions. This is Jake. We uh, have another travel episode for you guys today. Uh, Nick goes over and shares his solo travels. Now, forgive me if I pronounce these names wrong. Um, he goes to goes over Gianna Luca and Pisa, and also he goes to the Republic of Genia. And in the episode, he does call it the Kingdom of Genia. So that's just a quick little uh, correction for you. But it's a fun episode. Uh, the solo travel life is amazing, and uh, at least it sounds like it. I guess I wouldn't know. I don't have the experience yet. But I can live the experiences through Nick's storytelling and through this episode. So enjoy the episode, share it with some people, and most importantly, love yourself and have an amazing day. Back at it. At a little cafe near the beach in Pinarella, Italy. By the Adriatic coast near Rimini, Ravenna. It's beautiful. It's a movie. It's a tiny coastal Italian town. And I love it. I love it so much. But today I'm going to do a travel review on Genoa, Pisa, and Luca. I was just there a week ago. I know last time I said I was going to have notes. But I didn't write notes. I did do voice memos though. So I'm learning, I'm learning, but hey, let's go, Genoa. Genoa uh, is the biggest port city in Italy. Massive port, they expanded it from the ancient port, which is really cool. Tons of big uh, transportation, you know, different goods, cruise ships, all that. Genoa is a beautiful little town on the on the coast of the Luguinia Sea, type for Sea, I don't know. Other side of the Adriatic, right? And ton of rich history. Genoa's got amazing history, um, specifically the kingdom of Genoa, which was quite fascinating as it is an oddity in history, as it was basically a libertarian's wet dream. A bunch of rich private families operated the place created their own private networks for business, helped with crusades by uh, supplying soldiers that they'd pay. Um, you know, it was it was on par with Venice. They pretty much owned the Western Mediterranean while Venice owned the Eastern Mediterranean. This was when Venice was just filthy rich, making, making so much money. But Venice was very centralized, had their dodgy, their, their king, and you know, the power structures were in place as in Genoa, was basically, you know, the wild, wild west with uh, private, wealth, wealthy people and families making things happen. And uh, it's a very weird thing in history as it became so prosperous without really a centralized government. And I know this how because I listened to a podcast about it while I was in the city. This is a great travel tip. Look up podcasts of cities that you are in. And I love to put it on, walk around the city, learn history about the arts and, and all that fun stuff. And that's what I was learning about while walking the city. But man, the city is freaking amazing, gorgeous. Some of my favorite parts were the San Lorenzo Cathedral, beautiful place, um, Piazza Ferrara, 
magnificent. You can see the hills in the background, a bunch of old buildings, a huge stock exchange, and then a massive waterfall. It's just amazing, gorgeous. As you go down to the sea, um, oh, Christopher, Christopher Columbus's house was there, and it was right before these massive, uh, uh, this massive gate, like a castle gate, just in the middle of the city, like totally out of place. It's ancient, and they kind of built around it. But yeah, Columbus's house is there, and it's right next to like kind of a busy road, and it's just this old, you know, what is it, fourteenth, thirteenth century house, just there, sitting there before you go up the stairs to the castle entrance or the gate entrance. But it was neat, it's super preserved, and <laughs> just kind of out of the blue. I didn't go inside, but I did peek the outside. But my favorite part of this city, as you go down to the ancient port there's these alleyways like everywhere in the ancient city and the buildings are pretty tall so these alleys are um really tight they have all their little shops in there i guess it gets kind of dangerous at night i was told but i loved it it was so neat how small and you know you can get lost in these little alleyways and all the different businesses in there it was great. Um, on, uh, so I was there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On Friday night, I went out with a friend, and we went to this little posh bar thing on the the this, the port, right? So the water is right next to you. A crap ton of yachts, and my friend is very familiar with yachts and has like worked on them and, and whatnot. And so she was kind of explaining the different ones, and I mean there were you know. Tens to hundreds of million dollar type of yachts. It reminded me when I was in Malta, and they just had just ridiculous, uh, ridiculous yachts. And a lot of the flags are funny, like the Cayman Islands flag, and kind of like where you hide money. Those type of people, a um, couple like Russian oligarchies, and you know I didn't see any American flags, so that was that was interesting. But so after we got some drinks, we're walking the old ancient port, and then I saw a Ferris wheel. And it looked empty. So I was like, no, I want to totally take that. Didn't look like it had the best view. But I'm like, screw it, we're going. So we go on this Ferris wheel. And man, it went way higher than I thought. We were the only ones on there. And then the sun was setting. So picture like a port city. Uh, you have a little city. And then behind the city, like there's the hills, right? Or the, the mini mountains. It's the hills. So it's kind of like a... Uh, you know like a half circle i can't really explain it just surrounded by hills unreal and the sun was setting on them so you see like the orange everything and you see the city it was magnificent we got photos photos are on the instagram highlights sometime they should be in the facebook album too so you can see them there but it was amazing i loved it it was absolutely gorgeous the next day, the next day, I kind of went around town, went to, oh, a thrift store, a very cool thrift store, Pepovillian, great guy, spoke English, had a great collection of unique stuff. I got like a Italian, Hawaiian type shirt made in Italy for 15 euros. It was on sale for 20, but he's like, no, I like you. You're a great guy. You know, here's 15. I'm like, wow, you know how to get people to talk about your business and, and come back, but Pavilion, I don't know. I put a photo of it on, on the Instagram. Fantastic. Ate some great food, the, the local stuff. Can't remember the names. Um, then that night, I went out with uh, another friend I had met and got some drinks, drank wine. 
I know, back-to-back nights drinking, but it was just the vibe, you know? It's summertime in Italy, Genoa, Geno- Genova, Genoa is kind of um, poshy, you know? So it's kind of a, it's neat, but I was socially drinking, so I wasn't getting hammered, which was good. Yeah, it was fun, walked around. Um, the next day, a little hungover, but I had met uh, a girl in my hostel named Talon. She's a Swiss girl, and... Really nice, friendly, just got out of uh, quarantine, excited to travel again. And I had her number, and then the next day we're gonna go cook food in the hostel together, right? And um, it started raining, whatever, and we couldn't find nothing, so I think we ate at actually McDonald's. It was the only place open. But we started talking, and she find out she's a Red Cross, United Nations, humanitarian, lived in Guatemala, big time traveler, did some work in Mexico, just a very interesting girl, but a great, great travel, hostile type vibe person. You know what I mean? She was one of those people that's just up for anything and, and spreading good, positive energy. So we recorded, and I don't know if this is coming out after that episode or before it, but it was a great episode, I believe, recorded in the hostel, Victoria Hostel, the Victoria House. Freaking magnificent. I loved it. It was. I love the hostile vibe. I just need my private room. And luckily, because of coronavirus, not many people have been traveling. So I got my private room. Otherwise, I love it. You know, you got the ton of different characters. Met some interesting people there. We had a balcony. Um, beautiful. Then there's a kitchen so everyone can cook in there if they want. They give you coffee. There's a lounge room. Oh, I met this, this girl that was from my region. I think Modena and she's been in that hostel for like three months ever since coronavirus because of some existing health problems that she needed to be in Genoa I assume for the doctors so that was interesting I, she was really happy to to see people she couldn't speak English but I had my friend translate and we had a nice little talk on the balcony at night drinking wine it was good it was a great memory but anyways yeah Talon uh, loved her vibe fantastic person and you get a lot of that when you do this travel and stuff. You, you meet these people and, you know, and both people are free and, and just living. And people connect real quick that way. So I, I hope to see her again uh, while we travel. I know she went to Bologna as my recommendation because that's where I live. And I think she liked it. I think she did. So look forward to that episode. I think you'll like it a lot. Yes, Genoa overall was absolutely amazing. I had a fantastic time, gorgeous uh, art, the the cathedrals, the piazzas, the food, the wine, the friends. I enjoyed it. I didn't go swimming, but I think next time I go back, I'm going to hit. There's little towns right next to it that have beautiful beaches. So yeah, Genoa, great place. Next up is the wonderful city of Pisa. You probably know it from the Leaning Tower of Pisa, which is really weird because that's one of the most known uh, landmarks to most Americans. At least it was for me. Like you always seen it in the history books, maybe the Colosseum and um, like yeah, and then the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That's always like one of the top ones from our history books, and it's not like a crazy super important thing here in Italy but 
yeah, I wanted to go to Pisa because I heard it was very pretty. Well, I was actually in Pisa. Like three, four months ago, I was in La Spezia and I met some people on the train and they were going to Pisa and I'm like, fuck it, let's go. You know, I felt a connection and, and we went there and had fun, but it was at night, so I didn't get to see the city, right? Anyways, I go to Pisa and man, it's you get off this train station, you walk into the main uh, city center, probably a 10 minute walk, and then you cross the Arno River on the bridge. Oh, it's, you see the mountains in the way background, you got the river flowing through the Arno River. Um, there's that Santa, there's this little church thing like on the river basically, this beautiful little tiny church. It's famous for something. I got a nice photo of it, check the Instagram. But that's one of the main monuments there besides obviously the Leaning Tower Pisa area where they have the cathedral and the baptistry. But I stayed at a, a Airbnb, actually knew a friend there, so I met up, had some food, went to a vintage store. I love going to vintage stores in Italy because that's where you can get designer Italian stuff for dirt cheap. And I like a little flair. I don't like following the trends, right? So anyways, um, got food or whatever. In the Airbnb, what do I do? Um, can't remember that night. But uh, the next day, I remember I went to the whole uh, area where the Leaning Tower of Pisa is. So it used to be a bell tower. It was the bell tower for the cathedral. So all these cathedrals have bell towers. That's how people used to wake up and know what time of the day was, right? And they built this back in like 1200. So there's a cathedral, a baptistry, and then the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Surrounding it is the old palace, this huge crematory where they have all these sarcophaguses, you know, like where they put bodies and all these ancient ones and this, this history in there because Pisa used to be a big time superpower. And before I think the Kingdom of Genoa, when they took over the Western Mediterranean, Pisa was the top dog, the Western Mediterranean. And they're kind of inland, but if you go 20 minutes uh, west, you hit their their water, you know, their port. And man, this was freaking nuts. So I didn't know Pisa was such a, a top dog. Um, they pretty much owned the Western Mediterranean and they went on like raids to, to Sicily to retake it from the Islamic people that were there, the Caliphate. And they got a ton of spoils from that, got really rich. And that's when they started building their cathedral. And so I was listening to this podcast about the, you know, the Tower of Pisa, the cathedral and the baptistry. And the guy basically said, you know, you know the history of the city-state when they first started building their cathedral, because that's when they started getting money and they started being influential. And Pisa was like the first really one to get her rocking between them, Florence, Luca, I think Siena. So they were like ahead of the curb and you know, the dog in Tuscany. So anyways, they started building that. And the tower, the whole story is... They built it on uh, uh, weird um, dirt, you know, sinking and, and all that. So they had to fix it. And I guess they put these metal rods in there and it kind of kept it tilted the way it originally was. They couldn't go anymore or it would really mess up because of the years of damage that had already been done. So I think that happened recently where they did that. So it allows some uh, tourists to walk it up. I think you couldn't walk up before. And like in 2016, you could. So that was neat to obviously experience it. 
fantastic views. Um, Pisa, again, is surrounded by the Tuscany uh, mountains, so um, beautiful pictures. I love the cathedral. Cathedral was brilliant and magnificent and beautiful and like every cathedral here but this one was obviously very old it's older than the, the florence cathedral and, and all that uh the baptistry has this famous work pulpit by nicola piozzo piazza and supposedly this guy was like the most underrated artist ever according to the podcast i listened to which is called rebuilding the renaissance fantastic one i listened to it when i'm in florence because he loves florence and he talks about the crazy history of florence right so i saw that and uh, listened to a podcast for like 40 minutes just on that pulpit thing in the baptistry and it, it doesn't look like it's that important like if you weren't listening to the podcast but it's like the most beautiful thing in the world according to this guy and a lot of people so it was quite fascinating that's another cool thing to make sure you do some research beforehand and and do this podcast is if i went to listen to it i would have walked right by it but then i got to experience you know what the hell this thing was and have a free guide tell me through the podcast so yeah it was amazing there that whole little piazza thing is the grass is cut perfectly green it's like in a big rectangle surrounded by the the burial thing which was nuts that's um where they had a bunch of coffins and dead remains of famous people and crazy work arts work art in there and so remember, remember they were really rich right they were the top dogs so they got a lot of spoils right and that's what they decorated the cathedral with and this area from all around uh, sicily and, and you know their their conquest um, I learned that in the museum. So there's a museum right next to the Leaning Tower of Pisa with even more artwork and just great, fabulous history. So, which is nice, I got some dry cleaning done. That's the thing I like to do and I pack light. You need uh, to wash some stuff, I'll go do that and I usually get it done in a day. So while I was walking over there and around the city, I was listening to more podcasts and that Rebuilding the Renaissance guy basically said the feud between florence pisa and luca is just ridiculous like they hate each other there's this pizza pizza poop or it's a word for poop in italy and there's a website where florence people i think maybe luca too go all around the world putting that saying somewhere and then the arno river that flows through florence luca and uh, pisa not positive about luca if it flows through there but it flows, you know, from Florence to Pisa to the Mediterranean, right? And they, they always piss in it so it can go down to the Pisa people. Then there's another thing, like a saying, that's better to have a relative dead than a Pisana, you know, a Pisa person show up on my doorstep. That's what the Florence people say. So this rivalry is just insane. They hate each other. And uh, Florence ended up conquering Pisa, which is interesting because Pisa was the top dog in Tuscany. They're all in the same region. And Florence conquered them, and that's when Florence kind of took off and became, you know, who they are and what they were, you know, the Renaissance, and then, uh, you know, that there's a big family there. I'm blanking on the name. That was, you know, the shit. They, they ran things. So, yeah, there's some pretty neat history. Um, I didn't really do much more. Again, it's a beautiful town. Uh, circular. It's got that river flowing through. Cafes just perched everywhere. I know it's a little party area because of the pisa university which i did see that school building thing 
like the university and it was in like a piazza like a circle right like a big clock tower and then apartments and then big circle and then the building has got like this beautiful like all these different people like their heads on the on the building and this weird graphic design on it it was quite uh interesting but i liked it i did i really did like pizza it was beautiful i had some local food never remember the name um yeah it's a great time i recommend pizza and after that i wrapped it up in luca okay so luca 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 wow this city is freaking amazing amazing if this the apartments weren't so tall i think i'd want to live there so i show up to luca get off the train i'm in the train i'm seeing the tuscany hills the hillside and and uh just feel like a movie right la dolce vita the sweet life that's the same and i get in there and it's uh i don't know like sunday night or monday night and i'm only staying the next day and then i'm leaving the day after so i'm like okay i gotta get moving right I got this cool hotel, found it on booking.com, called the place, luckily he spoke English. It was in this old building with these like, the, the ceilings made out of bricks, there was like a mural behind the bed, they got like the curtains on the bed, I mean it was freaking crazy. I got a photo on the Instagram, check it out, bold underscore perceptions, and uh, I got it for cheap, you know, 40 some Euros, good dude, really good dude, but he, I was supposed to be there at 8, but I got in there around like 6, so he wasn't ready for me, and uh, I was fine, I went to this old amphitheater, you know, like a little stadium, that's what the Romans used to call it, and it's turned into like apartments and then restaurants in this thing, so it's nice and circular, right in the middle there's this like big rose, <laughs> it's really cool, so I went down there, ate, you know, local stuff, whatever, pasta, and then I had a, a pizza. But it was a really cool area. It was very Italian. You got the, the little restaurants with their tables out there and the waiters waiting and uh, cute flowers everywhere. And it's in a circle. Loved it, right? Um, so I go check in, right? Yep. I check in. Kind of just chill out, plan for the next day. I go to like Crazy Tourist or this other website, blank on the name and say, hey, top things to do in uh, the city I'm in. Not the travel guide or the, the main travelocity, because that's more basic. I kind of like the unique stuff, right? But I also want to see the main stuff. So I got my list and I uh, hit the ground running in the morning. Obviously went to the cafe in the morning, did my stuff. Got uh, the cappuccino in me, the frizzy gas water, amazing, and affirmations work, whatnot. So I start going around. And so this city, Luca, is a walled city, right? Totally like a circle wall, kind of like a, a horse track race. That's what it kind of looks like, whatever shape that is. And then it's surrounded by the, the hills. So it's like in the middle of the valley, a walled city. And on the top of the wall, you can walk around it takes about 50 minutes so i should tell you it's not like that big of a city right um so i went through the different cathedrals and you know hot spots there's san fernidino one super old one that had this big mural on the front of it beautiful stuck out like you know this is painted long time ago and it was just 
so in your face. Went into that one. They have a bunch of tombs of dead people and, and saints. You know, real saints dead in there. So check that out. Obviously, they got the, the rose-colored glasses, uh, windows. And, you know, I remember in Notre Dame, I was there right before it burned down. And they had, like, the, the famous rose-colored one. I'm not sure if it survived the fire, but I saw it. And these things, there's some in American churches, but these in Italy you know, are so old and so vibrant and so beautiful, and it, it blows my mind. And a lot of these have a ton of different ones, a ton of different panels and, and, and whatnot. So it was gorgeous, right? Beautiful. Um, there's a main, the Domo, the main cathedral. Got a brilliant outside with a bunch of, like, lines and weird uh, geometric patterns on the top big uh, uh stone mural thing on the side of it you have to pay to get in and then they have a tower the bell tower so you obviously go up there to get the panoramic uh, shots so i went into the cathedral another massive place i love the ceilings they're usually like this uh funky blue geometric trippy type um design love it beautiful had an amazing circular glass um, window thing, you know, with the, the weird colors. The, this one was purple, right? So it's made out of glass. Absolutely gorgeous. They had another dead saint there. You could see the body and the golden like tomb. <laughs> Quite interesting. Had a bunch of different graves inside there, around there. So Luca was a famous city. I didn't do my research on Luca. I should have. I was going to do it before this, but I didn't. Sorry. But I know it's been a very spiritual uh uh, Catholic city influential so I go up to the the bell tower right 280 some steps old so it was hard to get up there and uh, man the views though you can't make it up like I said it's a walled city beautiful Italian walled city and because it's so tight you know the buildings are a little bigger and so you can't there's a couple piazzas where you can get a good feel like the italian piazzas but usually you're in an alleyway right and you're seeing these kind of taller apartments but from up there you saw everything and when i say insane it's insane it's this walled city in the middle of a valley surrounded by the tuscany hills and it reminded me a lot of the san luis valley in colorado now obviously that one is gigantic and uh, the city where i was in was alamosa was in like the middle of it so, but you look around and you're surrounded by, it's like a fishbowl of mountains, right? So it reminded me of that, but the difference is these hills are like right on you in Luca, and you're in a walled city and it's like a cozy little spot. You know, the mountains aren't miles and miles away. They're on you basically. So I was just blown away. And uh, after that, I said, oh, I got to go walk around these, uh, the, the walls right you know you can walk on the walls it takes 50 minutes and you're walking around and these walls are huge they're medieval walls they're big and then you see the mountains in the background i had i got some amazing amazing photos they have you know big gates in certain spots picnic areas uh big statues <laughs> um, man it was it's a special city and I, I you only need like a really a day to see it all it took me only a day and i left the next day Usually I let leave at night so I get more of the city, but I felt like I had seen most of it. So I don't need much time to, to look around. 
But yeah, it was just a vibe, you know what I mean? It was um, beautiful piazzas too, uh, Piazza Neptune, I think. Had a little circus or fairy go round thing in it. Most piazzas in Italy have that, super cool. I like that, you know, big old statue and this big open piazza. You got the little kids on the, the ride and very neat, very neat. So yeah, I loved, I loved Luca. I really did. It was, it was gorgeous, amazing. And I'm trying to think a couple more things about this city. Um, yeah, you just everywhere you go, there's a, there's a church, an old cathedral, got little shops, small business, all the cafes you could ever imagine. Nothing else that really hit me that I'm trying to remember. No, I can't remember. Luca, amazing. Check it out. Sorry, I don't have any history on on this city. But yeah, so there's the the review of Genoa, Pisa, and Luca. Hope you enjoyed it. Ciao.